Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, folks, middle of the week. We got a couple days left before we got some title games in the National Football League. Always great when we can talk with uh, Sean Salisbury. Sean, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great, brother. How are you? I'm doing good. You and I talked about this, the layoff for the number one seeds. Last game of the regular season, Baltimore against Pittsburgh. The 49ers in their last game, both teams wrestled a lot of guys. Baltimore didn't really get their game going until the second half. No disrespect to your Texans that – the team that you cover there in Houston, the 49ers were flat. They were rusty. They didn't look good. I also think losing Debo Samuel had a big impact on that offense. But, Sean, I just think it's too much time off for these teams. I really yeah. do. They got by, but I think it's too much time off. Yeah, they're fortunate they have really good players who know how to kick it in at the right time, right? I mean, yep. while Purdy's a hell of a player, I mean, you know, when you get McCaffrey and, the, and Kittle doing their thing in the defense, you can hang around against teams you're supposed to beat um, that are maybe less experienced at it because you got guys that can kick in in Baltimore same way, Lamar Jackson, that run game. And a lot of times, Grant, what happens is physicality overcomes in those when you're off three weeks, overcomes timing. You know, because when you're the precise and dynamic timing, when you're not doing it every week, and it looked like it for a minute for, for both of them and for San Francisco a lot of the game. But in like the Baltimore game and watching, you can – insert your physicality and will to kind of overcome you know it's like anything if you're boxing and you're not hitting the guy right then you just say okay let let, let me just get into his body and let me do that until I finally get into the rhythm so being physical can overcome and cover up a lot of the finesse stuff that takes more timing I didn't think both of them were at their best if Kansas City's game would have been against Baltimore last week I'm not sure Baltimore could have survived it even though they kicked better they're, they're better than the Texans and 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 the 49ers ran into a team but got some fortunate that love threw him the ball, and he's going to be a really good player. So I'm with you. Grant, you and I both said it was a major concern of mine. Now they're locked in sense of urgency. They were both fortunate because they were better than the two teams they're playing. But start like that this week and play like that. You, you need to, I mean, Baltimore's first half, not the second half, and, yep. and San Francisco's really entire game. Because I assure you, both Kansas City and Mahomes is the DNA in January and the way Dan Campbell's got his team playing. If you stub your toe or blink, you'll end up going home as the one seed in both of those games at home. Sean, you got McDermott, fake punt on his own 30, mystifying to me. The Chiefs fumble the ball going into the end zone, so it didn't cost the Bills. But what a horrible decision. And then Todd Bowles. I mean, I don't understand what's going on in the NFL going for two when you're down a score. I mean, if you listen, you know what, Sean, I'm fine. If you go for two, if you get the ball back and score and there's 
30 seconds left and you're trying to win the game instead of go to overtime, I'm okay going for two there. But what the hell are you going for two on the touchdown before that? I don't get it, Sean. I don't understand it. Grant, I don't either. I'm telling you, one of the most confusing and confounding things I ever see in football is how grown-ass men with a brain that are pretty damn smart when it comes to their careers and their lives, right? Yeah. That what hits them and Another thing, and I, I constantly ask this, what yes man is sitting there not getting in his ear on both of these guys saying, coach, and is willing to say, listen, coach, don't do this, and take the wrath of the coach getting pissed at him on the side? Oh, who cares? Hell, if he doesn't like you, ask Philly and ask all these other places, Miami, and they're, they're going to fire your ass anyway. Right. So if you're going to go down, go down swinging. And I don't mean literally, but damn. I, I, I Maybe that's why it's a good thing I don't coach full-time and I just do this because – if I'm standing next to Sean McDermott, and part of I'm gonna say, what the fuck are you doing? Your job <laughs> is to give our team the best chance. I mean, I wouldn't say it like, but you get my coach. There's right. no need to. And if I am gonna do that, backed up, and you got three yards, whatever it was to go to, let me put the ball in that big ass monster's hand and let him make a decision. Meaning Josh Allen. Yeah. Let me get. It's another thing I always laugh. Hey, it's third and eighteen. Let's let the wide receiver throw the ball. Now, that works when you got a two-touchdown lead, the old okey-doke, you're running the hell out of it. I understand those dickums, as we call them in the NFL, but I've never understood. I don't know what Todd's thinking. It's like, did you guys just have some brain fog? Do I need to get your testosterone levels up so you don't have brain fog and you need energy? I, I, and I, can't, I, I wouldn't be able to stand by the wayside as an assistant and say, right decision, coach. I love your guts. Guts is fine and dandy until it puts your team in a bad bind. Neither one of them needed to do with it. Buffalo got lucky because of the turnover, but man alive, it just, for such smart guys and good football coaches, these guys on the sidelines, plenty of them make enough stupid decisions, and it ends up costing them their jobs at some point in time. Unbelievable. All right, let's talk about Debo Samuel. Could he be the most viable player for the 49ers offense? I mean, we talk about McCaffrey, but, you know, this year, middle of the season when they didn't have Samuel – they didn't win. And look at that offense when he goes out of the game, Sean. Grant, you know that, that overused, uh, ridiculous analytic and stat we use in baseball called, called wins above replacement? That, like, we're sitting here saying, who? of course, <laughs> when my starting third baseman goes out, the backup's probably not going to win more games. There's a reason why the guy's starting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This war thing. Yeah. I, I get it. But I just kind of apply it to this, and I don't—I know all the analytics and going through what constitutes wins above replacement. I know it in baseball, but just put it in football. Play the game with me for a second. That guy that when you lose him, games change, regardless of the quarterback, that the way you approach that team changes. Grant, I've been saying for about three years now that I'm not sure that there's more when you're putting in a game plan. Now, trying to defend Josh, uh, I mean, Lamar Jackson, the game plan going the week, I told you last week, that may be the hardest team in the league to put a game plan in against because of the versatility. I'm not sure that individually that Debo Samuel, when you play them, even if he only touches it eight or nine times in a game, the entire week you're using up practice time because of Debo Samuel. And if you're Detroit, the 50-50, I don't know if it changed today, Grant, I haven't seen it if he's been pronounced out yet. It was 50-50 early in the week. If I'm San Francisco, I'm holding out forever until I have to tell you if he's playing or not for obvious reasons. If you're Detroit, you cannot, you cannot not prepare that he's playing. You have to go in thinking he's playing and prepare for him. So you know what that does? Uses up a bunch of your practice time. 
because the formations and the versatility, and he's at the running yeah. back and jet sweep and in the slot and yeah. a wide receiver. I think he's as valuable a non-quarterback as we have in a league, especially to an offense, because of how many guys make you screw up your mind with a dozen touches during a game. It's because of what he does. And Shanahan, is there not a perfect match for those two? A guy who loves multiple formations and versatility and multiple groupings and motions and formations and shifts and put him in the backfield to where you got to move around and he, he dictates the flow of your defense. So, yes. I can make the argument on that team, and they got MVP candidates all over the friggin' place offensively and defensively, that without Debo Samuel, the complete offense shifts. And if you're Detroit and you knew going in that he was pronounced out for sure, yep. your preparation comes a lot more focused. He is a bitch to prepare for, so you are spot on. I've been saying for three years, I forget Swiss Army Knife, dude. That guy, that guy's the manufacturer of the Swiss Army Knife. I, I love him, and his value to that team on the wins above replacement, the war if it was football, outside of the guy who's got the ball in his hand 65 times in a game, to me, the whole that that, that dude's war, if, if we had it in football, is about as good as it gets in this league. All right, Lamar Jackson coming up on Sunday. No doubt about it. It's the biggest game that he's going to play of his life. He's got a lot to, to prove. I thought the second half he was outstanding. He had a tremendous season, but here we are again. You're at home. You're expected to win. I think, you know, if you're going to be objective about this, Sean, you got to say Baltimore is a better team. But, boy, i got to tell you, the Kansas City Chiefs that I saw on Sunday against Buffalo, that team, as you said, I think they could beat Baltimore. And I don't think the Chiefs beat themselves, I guess, is the point I'm trying to make. If Baltimore wins this game, Sean, they're going to have to win the game. The Chiefs aren't going to beat themselves. It's going to take an A version of the Ravens to win this game, in my opinion. If they both play their best Baltimore wins, yes. but Mahomes keeps yes. it close, right? Because yep. he's so good. Yep. Um, I, I'm with you. This is going to have to be their – I'm not even sure an A game or a B-plus game wins it. I, I know he's only played once on the road, but listen, you got to have a lot of balls and big balls if you bet against Mahomes in January. He just, yep. He's just different. And Dan Patrick, I saw it like two days ago, makes a great point. And I know it's hard to fathom when Dan said it. I knew what he was saying. Patrick Mahomes is underrated. And when you think about it, you're like, well, what are you saying? And then you sit back and say, damn, Dan might be right. Um, I, I'm with you, Grant. I, it's hard for me to pick against who I think is the best team. And when I say, well, the other team's got the best quarterback. But the truth of the matter is that Lamar Jackson's had a better season than Mahomes. Now, last week was the best all-around offense with Isaiah Pacheco and the way they threw it. And they looked rhythmic. It looked like the Chiefs offense I'm used to watching, Grant. If they play like that, it's going to be a bear for for the elite defense that Baltimore has, and they are nasty. And Queen and Roquan Smith are as good a linebacking core as there is on the planet. They, they really are. So I, I, I agree with you. And Lamar's going to have to elevate again and do what he does, and I, I think he can because Kansas City's defense, Grant, I've been saying all year long on my show that if they get to the Super Bowl while Mahomes is Mahomes, it's going to be the Kansas City defense that is the big banger in this because they have really improved and they've got some guys that can make a difference on their, on their uh, team too. And with Chris Jones. So yeah, I, I Baltimore's going to have to, Baltimore's going to have to play the best game they played all year to beat this guy simply because it's Mahomes. It's January. As much as I love Lamar Jackson, how do you look? It, it's like playing the, it's the modern version of Brady when he's in this game, no matter how they've played all year, you say advantage, the guy who wears number 12 in new England or Tampa. So it's the same with Mahomes. 
I, I, I don't want to touch this game with a bet with a 10 foot pole, Grant, because it's because I, I, I've, I've had Baltimore all year long in this position. Yep. I'm sitting here. My buddy Mattress Mac was talking to me, you know, from Gallery Furniture. He, we were we had about a ninety minute conversation yesterday in person. I'm sitting there, we're laughing, wow. and I'm sitting there thinking, Max about to talk me out of picking Baltimore in this damn thing because of Mahomes. And here I've studied the position forever. Saying Mattress Mac, sell furniture and go play quarterback. You can do both. Damn. Um, what type, what type yeah, of guy is he? The best in the, on the planet. The really giving, loving, fun personality. He's he's one of us sitting in a room having fun. He fits right. Wow. He's the best. He, and there's no bigger difference maker in, in Texas, in Houston, than that guy. But he knows everybody. Everybody knows him. He loves sports. He just loves people. And Grant, he grinds at his job at 9 o'clock at night. That dude's in there working. Every customer that comes in, he's greeting as if he's an intern salesman, right? This is the owner. Well, hence why he's so successful, right? Well, yeah. and as I digress, but phenomenal. So we're talking. I'm like, Mac, you've talked me out of betting on Baltimore. Hell, I picked him. I, how can I waffle? But they're going to have to play their best game, Baltimore. Yeah. Not just Kansas City. If Kansas City plays average, Baltimore will boat race them. They, they, they'll curb stomp them. But if I see that same offense from Kansas City and Baltimore, we're in for one hell of a matchup if both offenses and both defenses yeah. are primed and ready to get to a Super Bowl. But, yeah, man, I, it was the best and most consistent and look like the offense that I'm used to seeing in Kansas City. But the biggest challenge for me is, one, Isaiah Pacheco challenging those running backs in their run game. And for the Baltimore Ravens, Kansas City's front seven, you are going to have to defend the bandwidth of the field when that ball is being play action and run game. I think it's going to be a blast to watch. But, man, you got to have big balls to bet against number 15. You really do. Sean, if I'm a 49ers fan, should I be nervous as it relates to Brock Purdy in this game based on what I saw last Sunday? Well, what did we see? Like, you know, Grant, I'm trying to figure out. It's amazing. I'm not you, but it's amazing to me when I see some of the diarrhea of the mouth national media who just the narrative that the hatred for a guy in a win as opposed to a game. It's Grant, embarrassing. It, it's it is embarrassing. humiliating. What it tells me, you're just an you, you're, you're, your thought pride. I mean, I, I respect Horrible. everybody's opinion. But when did you're you trying see to what Greg Benning like, said? Did you see oh, what Greg – I mean, what, what – what, what, are you kidding me? And, and even, right. Amy, even Amy Trask, I thought, made an awful comment. I think Brock Purdy has proven himself beyond any shadow of a doubt. There's no question to me. All right? I, I don't see what he people are He gets punished for at. having good players. That's correct. I, I, I don't know. So we're but, not he was not, but he was not his usual self on Sunday. Oh, there's no doubt. And, and right. I, I was going to get to that real quick, but I'm just yeah. – the overall thought process, listening to, like, what, what Clark said about him, and then I get Greg Olson on Pat McAfee saying, listen, we give guys – I mean, we want to credit – Josh Allen in a loss, and we should. The guy's a monster talent and a freak. Yet we 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 give we give we blame everybody else in loss. But when it comes to if the 49ers win, we don't want to give Brock Purdy any credit. If I put up the numbers of all four quarterbacks, all four, and said I didn't put their name by him, and I said rate him, you know who's going to be at the top of the list of those of the four left? Brock Purdy. Now it's not just numbers, but he wins. He. Yep. He, he's like second in, in yards and accuracy for balls, deep balls thrown down the field. So you can't tell me he can't throw the deep ball because, well, the metrics and analytics tell me he can. Here's the way I look at it. Is he the least talented of the four in? Sure. But you want me to go through the list of least talented quarterbacks who have been great players? You don't have to be the great athlete. Because the quarterbacks get mad at you when you call them a great athlete, but don't call them a great quarterback. Yet Brock Purdy's a hell of a quarterback. Two years in, NFC Championship game keeps winning. Greg Olson 
went off in, in the on, in the Pat McAfee show Good. talking about Good. this very thing. I just I, I don't understand the hate. You can give me an opinion, but when the opinion seems to be based on an empty analysis for clicks and it's diarrhea of the mouth. I respect everybody's opinion, but when you tell me Brock Purdy and and they like, well, he's a system guy. That's the excuse. They said the well, same thing about Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco. Whatever they, they the want, same thing about Drew Brees. When they lost, they killed the guy. Wasn't Drew Brees a system guy in New Orleans? Yes. They yeah. run that shallow crosser. Wasn't Brady? I mean, everybody's got a system. Yeah. So I, I just would Brock Purdy have made Carolina the, a playoff team? No. But you know who else wouldn't have had him in the playoffs this year? Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson. So good point. I, listen, I, I just to me, I'm glad you're I saying this. Yeah, it, it it baffles me that we should be raving about the seventh, the last pick of the draft, the, the raving about the story. Because in order to catch the ball and run after the catch, the ball has to be thrown accurately. So I am concerned if he plays average, Detroit can win. But he still – listen, don't we give guys credit for finding ways to win when they're not at their best? And Sean, he does. if Brock Purdy was taking third in the draft and Trey Lance was taking last, we would not have this conversation. Narrative would be, oh, wow, what a great pick by the 49ers. They did. The, they were great to give up their all the picks they gave up to move up in the draft to get this guy. It's solely based on where he was taken in the draft, and that is bullshit. Oh, it, it is. And it. I just don't – listen, do I think there's a guys that are more gifted? Of course I do. But this position isn't based on just gifts. And I love it that, well, he couldn't go play off schedule like the other guy. Great. Well, he doesn't have to play off schedule because he's good enough to get it out on schedule. And when he does, he's he's underrated athlete. I, I just, yeah. I don't get, what, what do you want from him? If he goes and wins the Super Bowl, you know what they're going to say? It's because he had good players. If they lose and he throws for 400, you know what they're going to say? It's his fault. So I've, I've never, in, in this short period of two years, and the numbers are alarming, they're epic. So he's got gaudy numbers. He wins. And yet, and you know what? If he beats Detroit, you know what his record is versus playoff teams this year, Grant? 6-0. and Well, that, you know, that's, that's called undefeated. Okay. So, but I want you to go back to the game on Sunday. What did yes. you see with him? Because he was missing some throws. I, th- I actually think, Grant, Saturday. I, I, I think for me, and I, I've played with a couple teammates like this, I, I don't think he's probably – in a game now, maybe in snow or something, but when the elements hit, I don't know how big his hands are. He feels like a guy that you know he took the glove, put it on, took it off. I don't feel like he plays his best football in, but who does? In Troy Aikman really, was the really, same way in the rain. Troy Aikman hated the rain. He didn't throw so, the ball. So the it rain. happens, right? right? And isn't every is is every quarterback that I've ever played with? It's awesome. The ones that I play with and watch, they're they're aren't they allowed to have a bad game once in a while? Yeah, of and, course. But I credit, guys, when you don't play your best, that you still win, that you found a way to gut it out. If that would have been, let's just honestly, let let me, if that's Josh Allen, I'm not dogging Josh Allen. I think he's spectacular. If Josh Allen's in San Francisco and they win that game like that and he played like Brock Purdy did, we are raving about his guts and how he gutted a victory out, and rightfully so. I just don't know why we can't say the same about Brock Purdy. Listen, Kyle Shanahan, Richard Sherman. Uh, Antonio Cromartie, me, I'm not putting myself in them category. Uh, guys like uh, Greg Olson. Uh, I, I'm okay if Kyle Shanahan, listen, he swam circles around Trey Lance, yeah. did Brock Purdy. He ran him out of the building with his That's performance. Right. So, right. I, I, to me, the narrative on Brock Purdy is his horseshit analysis as we have in sports right now. Sean, the last time I looked, 
despite everything that happened in the game on Saturday night against Green Bay, they got the ball in the fourth quarter trailing, and he took the team down on a game-winning drive. And on the ensuing possession, we know what happened. Jordan Love intercept was intercepted. But that, that that, that, that's the drive of the game right there. And yeah. he got the team into the end zone. And Love's going to be a great player. But just let me shift the narrative. Love's talented, yeah. was patient. He's going to get paid, and he should. I, yeah. I think the guy's phenomenal skill. And I love his demeanor, Jordan Love. Now, I want you to just flip the script for a second. If Brock Purdy makes that throw and costs the 49ers a game. Oh, my God. Drive. Oh. Dude, the, 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 they'd say, see, oh. I can't play. What's he doing? But if you notice that not, and most of those national pundits that are ripping Brock Purdy are praising the guy who lost more than they're praising the guy who won and helped lead his team. And you know what? Great Just point. talk to his teammates. Go talk to Debo Samuel. If Debo Great likes point. him, I really don't give a fuzzy rat's ass what the rest of the world thinks. I really Great don't. Point. Brock Purdy is a hell of a football player. And he's had epic numbers that a lot of these guys that we're talking about in the Lamar, Mahomes, who in his second year did it, and jo, and and Jared Goff. None of those guys in their first two years, because Mahomes didn't even play for but one game. None of those guys in their first two years matched what Brock Purdy's done in his first two. Are the Lions ready to go from a non-playoff team a year ago all the way to the Super Bowl? I think they can, Grant. I do, and I think they are, and I think a lot of it is taking on the personality of their head coach. And I go back, I watched a little short tape of them in training camp, Grant, when Dan Campbell was addressing his team and explaining. And the commu- I'm big on a communication guy, right, who gets right. See, Dan Campbell get down in a three-point stance and teach a guy how to do it during practice. I'm really big on guys that communicate with their players is, hey, guys, we got to put the pads on today. I'm not trying to kill you or kill your legs, but I'm just trying to just trust me on why we got to be physical and it's paid off for them. So sometimes you just got to get, and I go back, Grant, you've heard me say it a million times, the buy-in and the leadership. I think they've taken on the personality of their head coach. It will not shock. I'll be surprised. I will not be shocked if Detroit goes in and plays their ass off and not only makes it a game, you turn it over a few times, Detroit's capable of scoring on anybody. Their defense is flying around. The problem they're going to deal with, Debo or not, is they're so versatile and multiple offensively. I actually think both of these games are a fourth-quarter game. I don't think there's a blowout in either one. I love it. And, yes, the question people are going to ask, is Detroit mentally and emotionally ready to take on all this stress that goes with it now that they're not playing in their building? I think they are because I think they understand what's going on. And these guys know that San Francisco will be a tough place to play. But you know what? I think their philosophy is, well, why can't we go in there and beat them? We got good players, too. I don't think they're afraid of anything, and I think that, that yes, and if they get to the Super Bowl, there'll be plenty of people that'll say the AFC is going to curb stomp them. I'd be careful with that because we've seen movies like this before that, that these guys find a way, teams like this, but yep. it's a quite, a quite a turnaround over the last couple of years, and I love the faith that Detroit showed in keeping Dan Campbell, and it's paid off and validated. I can't wait to talk next week and analyze these games and get ready for the big show. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate and, and, and me too. And, and Riley, real quick, uh, you asked about Antonio Pierce. Yes, I think it's awesome that he got the gig. I'm glad the Raiders came to their senses. And Grant, at some point in this offseason, we head to baseball. We got to talk about Hall of Fame voters. I'm just going to get this in real quick. Yeah, please. we have got to start scrutinizing and criticizing Hall of Fame of how we give a guy a vote, just like they do when they don't put a guy in the Hall of Fame. We need to take it just as serious 
because you know what? How's Billy Wagner? I'm just using him as an example. How's he not in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> Grant, look at his numbers. I know. Look at his friggin' numbers. And I, know I know there's more guys like that. I'm just, I want, I want the same criteria to give a guy a vote that we put on the baseball player that's a Hall of Famer and doesn't get in because some guy leaves him off a ballot this year but voted for him last year, uh, I think it's hogwash. That's just me. Well, well said. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you, brother. Thank you. Sounds great. Just love having Sean Salisbury on the show. Fabulous stuff. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge get it off your chest with better help visit betterhelp.com grant today to get 10 percent off your first month that's better help h-e-l-p.com slash grant lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ryan in Sacktown. We shift and we go to the Sacramento Kings in the NBA. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good. What's going on? First, we get tweets this morning about the Astros when you post the show. And now Sean's throwing in baseball takes at the end. I love it. Hey, you know, I mean, that's Sean, man. He's the best. All right. So I did a rant this morning, ripping De'Aaron yeah. Fox. And now he's talked to the media and said that his reason for not talking to the media wasn't because he was upset at the media, but didn't elaborate. It's garbage. It's nonsense. I think the Kings look really bad here. The NBA looks really bad here. And the guy that looks the worst is De'Aaron Fox. It's unprofessional. It's a lack of leadership. It's everything that I want in De'Aaron Fox. I'm not getting. It's awful. Well, Grant, I think we have to take a step back before we make that judgment. And here's why. This all unwound, allegedly, when they were on a road trip, right? So you have a small contingent of local media that's traveling with the Kings. So you don't have the entire contingent that would be here that would have noticed De'Aaron's not talking to the media. And it picked up steam when they send Keon Ellis to the stand to talk to the media after a 40, 50 point loss to the Pelicans. So um, I don't know. I don't know where to come out on it. It clearly is not basketball related. From what I'm seeing here, we're not talking about injuries. Nobody followed up there. This is something internally and something with Fox, and it's playing out in front of everybody. Okay, I'm going to go a, a, a different angle because I've been on the road with the media, and I've been involved in how all of that works. 
and I've talked to the small contingent of Sacramento media that would follow every game. It would be talked amongst us about why Fox is not talking to the media. It wouldn't be something that would be unnoticed. It would not go, um, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't keep quiet. You would go, gee, where's Fox? How come Fox isn't talking? Okay. I'm telling you, I know the late Marty McNeil of the Sacramento Bee Deep would have had someone's ass over this. Okay. Aileen Boisson would have had a strong column on this. Ari Grasswich would have had a strong column on this. There are others that would not have tolerated this and would have made waves over this, both with the team and they would have gone right to the NBA. If the Kings did not give them a sufficient answer, they would have bypassed the Kings and they would have gone right to the NBA and they would have demanded answers. What has been going on for the last couple of weeks is unacceptable. I don't ever recall it going on in my history of 32 years of the NBA. I don't ever recall this going on before. Okay. And now De'Aaron Fox comes out and talks to the media today and says his reason for his silence has nothing to do with the media. Well, what does it have to do with? Why is it that you are violating the terms of your contract by not talking to the media? I don't understand it. Well, yeah. And it, well, let's let's take even just a quick step back from that, Grant. And I appreciate you sharing it because I think it's important. They would have reported on that. And in fact, a lot of the people that just can plug in a microphone and talk right here on the internet are getting ripped today for your take in the take that we're talking about, how it's unprofessional of De'Aaron and the organization. And it wouldn't have happened in the past. Um, but it's it's the media contingent that's here today. And it's just questions that are softballs. They they want to be more friends sometimes and they want to well, actually cover a team. Okay, well, here it is right here. This is it. Patrick has just hit this right on the head. When Fox is the big cheese in a small market, maybe the local media doesn't want to lose access to the Kings. Patrick, you are Bingo. 100% correct. When Jason Jones, who I never understood how he got that job in the first place, the guy is horrible, okay, just awful. When he was covering the Kings, when DeMarcus Cousins was on the team, I would say to him, how is it that you don't put that in the paper? How is it that that's not part of your story? And you know what he would tell me? If I write about that, he won't talk to me anymore, and I need his access because I have to be able to talk to him. That's what he said to me. On more than one occasion, and I would shake my head and go, you got to be kidding me. You're not going to put that in your story? You're not going to write about what you just saw? You're going to uh, let 100%. that and, yeah. and he would yeah. say, yeah, because if I do, he'll get pissed at me, and he will blackball me, and I won't be able to talk to him anymore. And I was like, so what? That's ridiculous. Well, it, You're the beat reporter. But, he was gutless. Okay. He was absolutely a gutless, pathetic reporter for the Sacramento Bee. Gutless. Pathetic. I used to get in disagreements with the guy over it. I'm like, how do you not put that in your story? I mean, it's awful. You're covering up for him. You're enabling him. Oh, no, you don't know. I actually talked to him, you know, about he can't treat the media that way. Well, you're not doing a very good job. It's a, it's Patrick, you are 100% correct. Props to you. 
Props to Patrick. I don't disagree with that. I guess the the point that I'm trying to make when I say take a step back, I'm looking at this a little bit further from a distance and saying, look, the night before De'Aaron comes out and talks to the media, he gives a short interview to Sean Cunningham. Yes. Where they're in the King's locker room. You can find it on the X. It, yeah. it looks staged, Grant. It looks like the decision by LeBron. And it's like, what are we doing here? What well, the media is playing games now with the players. The, it, who's in control of the rhetoric, right? And I don't want to disregard or disrespect any of the media members here in Sacramento. They work hard, they do their jobs. I'm not a reporter. No, they don't, I don't do their job. Ethical. No, they don't do their jobs. I disagree with you. They don't but, do their no, jobs. Did Sean ask De'Aaron Fox why he hasn't been talking to the media? They no, no, no. You cut me off before I can I'm finish. Sorry. They My do bad. their jobs in order to keep their credentials. Because that is what gives them their access. There is that overlying layer that allows them the access. And if you ask those questions, this would have been in the spotlight, as you said, much earlier. But it's a different era around here, Napes. Different era. We can't ask these questions. We can't hear. Well, they ask him in all the other cities in America. Why can't they ask them in Sacramento? I, great question. You asked him. For many I mean, years. LeBron, when, when LeBron James blew off the media three weeks ago, it was all over the place. Okay. It was in all the LA papers. It was on everywhere. Now I know it's LeBron James, but the fact is they didn't let it slide. Okay. They came down on him. They, they were like, they didn't give him a one game pass. And LeBron is great with the media. LeBron is accessible. LeBron does his duty with the media. He's great. So the one yeah. time he blows off the media and leaves, Everyone's talking about it, and it's in all of the stories. Did that happen in Sacramento? No. I mean, it's just a joke. It's an absolute joke. And the reason why I'm upset about this is because the, the ones that are getting screwed here are the fans who spend 100%. their money, Ryan, who invest their time, whose team goes through a bad stretch, and their best player who's being paid the most of any player on the team, I believe, 30-plus million dollars, who's your all-star, who goes out, you know, and talks about how important it is to bring a winning culture to the Sacramento Kings just decides that he's going to blow off the media for a couple of weeks. And and it, it's it's a non-story. I mean, how does that happen? Well, uh, Grant, when it's completely out of character, too. We're not talking about, you know, a player that has had problems with the media in the past. It's Darren Fox, right? He's Mr. Smiles. So it, it shouldn't happen, but it's Sacramento. It's a small market. That That's what it is. You don't have the big-name reporters. I, I, Grant, the Kings blew a huge lead to a Phoenix Suns team in the last eight minutes. That didn't catch a trickle of national run for the most part. So it's those little things. It's up to the people here, but the fans are ultimately the losers because you could have handled this so easily. You could have just nipped it in the butt. All right, so let's get on to what begins tomorrow, the longest road trip of the season. The Warriors play tonight against the Hawks. I don't know what to expect from the Warriors with what they've had to endure with the death of their assistant coach. I, I really don't. I, I I don't know if that galvanizes the team. I don't, I don't know what it does. But the Kings begin a long road trip tomorrow. And quite frankly, Ryan, I don't know what I don't know which Sacramento Kings team is going to show up. 
Well, I I hope it's a Sacramento Kings team that's kind of washed free of this, or at least put they put a Band-Aid on this for now and they can focus on the basketball. But look, the Warriors, losers of four or five, it's going to be an emotional night. We've talked about that, not just for the Warriors, but for even for the Kings guys. That's a young guy that was a coach in the NBA. You know, you think about Serbians and you think about Baki, who shows up all the time. Like, that's yeah. a close-knit group. Um, so there's other Serbian players in the NBA that are affected. So anyways... The Kings are going to just have to treat this like another game. They've got to go in mindset one game at a time because you look at the numbers, Grant, this Kings team and this Warriors team statistically are not far apart. I want to get to this. Yeah, and we're circling back. De'Aaron might be going just, excuse me, De'Aaron might just be going through a difficult time in his life right now. He will come out of it. All right, let's just assume for a minute that that's true. Does not mean that he doesn't do his job. There are a lot of players that are going through difficult times, okay? There are a lot of issues that go on in the homes of players that you don't know about. They still talk to the media because it's part of their job. If you're if you're going through something in your personal life, but it's not enough to prevent you from playing, then it doesn't mean that it should prevent you from doing the other part of your job, which is being accessible to the media after the games. You don't have to talk about your personal life. I, I would say this. The Sacramento media is not going to ask De'Aaron about his personal life because they, they 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 have class, okay? They understand the quote-unquote etiquette of that. That has nothing to do with the game. So I will give the props to the Sacramento media. They're, they're not going to go there like a Philadelphia Inquirer or a New York Post yeah. or some others, okay? So I, I will give credit where credit is due. The Sacramento media is smart enough to stay away from that if they think something is going on in a player's personal life. But you're wrong, okay? He And he will come out of it. Most people that have issues, if there is an issue, do come out of it. I agree with that. But it doesn't mean that you can stop talking to the media. It just doesn't. All right, I'm, I'm jumping around, but I wanted to get to that. I want to ask you, I, I was thinking about what you said to me on the last show. I'm with you. I would take four and three on this road trip right now. I think I, I analyzed yeah. it. I looked at it. I'm 100% with you. I would take four and three in a heartbeat on this trip. Yeah, I think you have to. Um, it's one of those ones that you got to survive. And I think that if they come out of this grant, we're looking at the negatives because the Kings have had a bad stretch of basketball. They come out four and three, and we talk about the brutal stretch they have to yeah. end before the All-Star break. They could go into that with some nice momentum. And uh, could finish strong. Kings finished strong last year, which was a huge asset for them rolling into the playoffs. Yeah, because their last four games, Denver at home, at Oklahoma City, at Phoenix, at Denver. I mean, that's brutal, okay? Brutal. That is yes. brutal. So That's like a break-your-season stretch if you have a bad seven-game stretch on the road with the way this Western Conference uh, is playing right now. All right, so let's go wins on the road trip. I'm not as optimistic I think they're going to go three and four. You got them going four and three, or you want them to go four and three? I want them to go four and three. I think three and four is more realistic. So I, I, I think Golden State's a win, Grant. Do you think Golden State's a win? Yes, I do. I think a lot depends also on Indiana if Halliburton's playing or not. I know they beat them once without Halliburton, and with, but they're going to have Pascal Siakam, and uh, Indiana still is playing very competitively even without Halliburton. He's going to miss the next two games. They have three games in between that. So I think if Halliburton's on the floor with Siakam, I think that's going to be a loss. Miami is always a difficult game. The Bulls are on the second night of a back-to-back. -back. That's not going to be easy for Sacramento. Um, 
Dallas is waiting for Sacramento because the Kings embarrassed them the last time they played. So I'm going to say the Kings go three and four. All right, three and four. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go three and four with you uh, for a lot of the same reasons. They play three games in four nights on that stretch against some teams that they should theoretically win. But even if Halliburton doesn't play, that's still a dangerous Indiana team. We saw TJ McConnell look like an all-star here in Sacramento. Um, But this is really one, Grant. You can't let teams that have been struggling show up and get right. You can't be that get-right team. The Kings can't be that team on this trip. All right. Well, the good news is we're going to talk a lot more about all of this coming up uh, in about 20 minutes with Jerry Reynolds. So we'll talk to you again, Ryan, in a couple of minutes and everyone else. uh, Be sure and stay with us here in 20 minutes. Jerry Reynolds, more Kings and NBA talk. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. My pleasure, Grant. All right. Talk to everyone soon. So long. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.